I'll get, I'll have the grievances lined up. So. Oh yeah, we're doing. <laughs> all right, let's air some. No. <laughs> Just gonna fire off some grievances. <laughs>
13, 14, 15 years old. Just I like, saw so much fucked up shit, like so yeah, much shit, yeah. like so much horrid shit, like yeah. nightmare fuel shit, like that no one should really have to see. Yeah, like, like, do you remember like Rotten.com? I just remember style project. Oh my god, yeah, just like, it's like the most grotesque shit, like yeah. motorcycle accidents. And yeah, shit like yeah, yeah like, there would be like gore posting, like people would do yeah. that as just like posting like horrific, like yeah. you know, pictures of mutilated and death and corpses. Yeah, and it was like yeah. kind of um, like really though, like that's sort of that's like a form that's like a psychological warfare to a degree. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was like desensitizing to these images like actually to be taken as like a sort of comedic sort of like thing it's kind of fucked up you know and it's like the trivialization of that at the same time as we're like going into the war on terror so we're like trivializing the actual depictions of these things right like um they become conflated to a degree where it's like we take that we like we as a country we're taking it about that seriously you know what i mean yeah yeah, I was gonna yeah and uh, our parents generation the ones that are on the internet they were the early adopters who were on a different internet, you know, they were on like a nerdy, like tech guy, internet. Usenet guys. Like, yeah. Usenet. Yeah, yeah. And they're they, like, Oh, I'm connecting. I'm working that's with like, Phoenix. That's who's yeah. in, that's who runs Silicon Valley. Now all the Usenet guys, like they made like, you know, the companies that then made, you know what I mean? It's yeah. wild. Like they, it's funny. They actually tried to like purge the whole like Usenet um, archive because uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of power now who wrote a lot of things on the Usenet. You know, uh-huh. and uh, so it's been like uh, it was it, there's like a whole trial over trying to preserve these Usenet archives right now. Yeah, well, it's funny because like in a way, the Internet was it was like this libertarian fantasy uh, like experiment in the beginning. And it was it was more fucked up, I guess. I mean, it's still fucked up now, but it was. Well, the Internet uh-huh. actually actually yeah. from the beginning is a command and control uh, s- system for the sage military uh, bases for uh, counter missiles. So you can think of it as like the cybernetic defense force for like, like missiles being launched at the like hypothetical, literally hypothetical virtual, like modeled possibilities of virtual missiles being launched. That is, and like, you could say that, you know, we're all at our uh, keyboards uh, defending the empire from all hypothetical (laughs) missiles being launched at it in the, in the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know it's it's interesting like uh, this it feels like this comes up a lot with people in the political discourse as they you know the touch grass thing right the touch grass meme where it's like you know you're this isn't real like uh being online isn't real I Um, explain this to people all the time where I'm like you can't like that doesn't mean anything that means that you fundamentally haven't like none of this has really changed your consciousness to any degree like that just means that like to you it literally is like you're cognizing it as that like this is just information like arbitrary information like you could just consume different arbitrary information and um change your consciousness by doing that you know what I mean and like in a sense like willfully uh ignoring things or whatever but it's like yeah. ultimately you still live in the world like all you, this information like it's in your memory you know what i mean like if you can remember uh these things that you've experienced or read or whatever like these things have effects and so you can see it around you like without it it's like yeah i would prefer a world where uh i don't have to like talk to everyone about their opinion on the crisis in ukraine right now yeah. <laughs> but guess what i'm not the one who's bringing it up you know what i mean it's yeah. everywhere like right. I'm not flying a flag like out of my window, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not like making a show of some uh, political pretense, like p- position. 
in uh, the world. Like I just publish, you know, my thoughts privately, yeah. even as much as I can, I guess. Yeah. We just talked to Jeff Young and, um, you know, he's, he's an older guy. He's from like, uh, you know, I guess he's, he's probably like a boomer age guy. Yeah. And um, he was saying to us that he has never seen the disinformation as bad as he's, as it is now, which is crazy. It's way worse. No, it's literally, it's like, the thing is, is like, oh man, the zoomers, the zoomers are kind of used to this. Like they're, they're, they've been uh, on the full blast, like for a long time. But I remember uh, like the, this wasn't the case, like in the early days of the internet, obviously it was easier. Like it was way more, like there was a good aspect to the sense that it was way easier to get more information. Uh, there was yeah. a way less uh, like siloing of things into uh, centralized um, right. places. Right. That's kind of like what when, I was, yeah. that's kind of what I was getting at before, where in the beginning it was sort of just this experiment, fantasy, libertarian kind of wet dream. Well, it's like thing. think about like P2P, like even like P2P uh -huh. networks, like, you know, like torrenting and things like Zoomers don't know how to torrent, right. man. Like Zoomers don't know how yeah. to torrent. Like they right. don't under, like, because they're like, you mean stream? Like, what do you yeah. mean torrent? They're yeah. Like, now oh, it's no, all this you like get a little stream. You get a little stream. No, I have a torrent and it's free. Yeah, I'll, date, I'll date myself. I remember when 9-11 happened, I, one of the first things I did like the next day was going on Napster to see what footage existed. Because I was Dude, like, oh, I could Kazaa? actually see the footage. Yeah. 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 Came after, Bear yeah. Share. Yeah, there were like I still use SoulSeek. SoulSeek is still amazing. SoulSeek yeah, yeah, is, Soul 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 is a sleeper. I'm giving out like a million dollar tip right now. Because like nobody knows about Soul Seek. Good thing Soul we is not a lot of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess no. This is the commons. This is the true commons. Is Soul Seek? That's like the our image of communism is Soul Seek. Right, the commons. That's like kind of was the ideal in the beginning of the internet. That's why I was kind of drawn to it as a young person, and you know, in my early in my twenties, being like, yes, we have to preserve this thing. And uh, what was uh, that? There was like some laws they were trying to pass. That neutrality thing. Yeah, all kinds of laws they were trying to pass to like sort of censor the internet. But now it's like it's all congealed. Like like things always. This is always how it kind of happens, right? Is yeah. stuff kind of pops up organically in these little markets, and then eventually it all congeals into. So, well, it's really the oligopolic principle. Yeah, in here, mo monopolistic forces. Yeah, the thing right. is, is that ours isn't actually truly monopolistic. It would be better if it was, in a way, truly monopolistic, right? Like, let's say there was only one video mm. streaming site, and it had all of them, all right, the videos. Right. It was YouTube. It was Netflix. It was all of it. Every if anyone anywhere ever is going to put a video online, it's going to be on this thing, and access to it will be free. Right? Like, wouldn't that, right. that be the true like ultimate monopoly? But no, it's not like that. Right. It's all siloed into um inter in, uh, information property like you know bunkers you know well it almost like it's seems all designed like, for that reason it almost seems like a fake sense of like and i feel like this is a theme that comes up a lot is um this like decentralization and and i feel like decentralization really is kind of not real in a way it isn't real in the way that they're that the people who are like are we talking about like web three advocates and shit like that like or um like people think you can like will or like antitrust laws this is like a fundamental this yeah. is one thing that like you know a lot of like socialists or whatever people in a western leftist um they'll talk about like antitrust laws or whatever and they're like oh we got to be like fdr and shit and it's like you truly yeah. don't understand like the the antitrust laws are what made the uh rockefellers like that's what made them because what it did is it drove their the price like all of the value of their shares super high when they had this sell off 
they made so much money it splintered into these other things and then when those things were going down he rebought in and then they built the whole like trust like a new like this is like the limited liability company and other things like that they just built new corporate structures to like remake this monopoly but actually make it more profitable by right. making a price cartel of fictitious competitors right you know? like fictitious that, yes exactly yeah. like it's it's almost as if this fake decentralization is a way to sort of it's an um, occultation of like the the actual like what do you do what you're doing is you're like oh we'll make a pretense of like a bunch of mini oligarchies this yeah. is true of like you know food branding and things like that we're like oh there's all the, or like the record industry where it's like oh there's all these sub imprints and it's like we'll keep following the chain like keep following yeah. the company after the company after the company after the company you know that's right. how it really works like it's right. all, and that's it's, that's how i see these like not only degrowth, but sort of on the right wing side of things, these localist people who think that they're they're all bought into this EF Schumacher, like breaking everything down uh, and, you know, um, balkanizing and like secede, seceding from like the nation. They're playing <laughs> the a video game in their brains. They're just yeah. playing a video game in their brains. They're not like yeah. actually engaging with reality as it is. Like they're not, it's, it's just like they don't have the context to do so. Like all they know how to do is to like pose and they're grass. just projecting <laughs> it's it's no I, I no i mean like they'd actually be better off like don't touch grass like go read books that's my whole fucking yeah. thing like you have no you know if you have no way no context really for understanding the development of fucking mankind itself and how we got here you know there's yeah. a lot of documentation on that mm. you can spend your life you have to spend your life uh figuring like putting things together it's yeah. a huge endeavor you know and it's like yeah, that's I, I, I was never a big reader until like, you know, I, I started following, you know, your, your work and you, you always talk about reading. And I was like, you know, maybe reading is actually really important. And I think I just never really had the framework to understand. Cause I think if you don't have like sort of a dialectical historical materialist framework to understand things, it can be really hard to parse out what you're reading. Like, and think about it you this be... way. It's like, you think someone who hasn't read anything that Marx read, anything that Marx read, any of like the canon of things that Marx read, and it's just coming to Marx, just like, boom, it's just appearing to them from a vacuum, like, you know, with completely uncontextualized, just knowing like kind of vague, like vague, uh, like romantic ideological attachments where it's like Marx, yeah. like, you know, Marx as like Captain America or something. And you got to yeah. read like his dialogue so you can quote, quote it or put it, you know, pick that gif in your the reply, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, very selectively. Like this is how like people are engaging with these texts. Like totally. it's completely, it's complete, it's unsystematical. It's completely amateur, and that's actually how it's like done at the academic level in a, a lot of respects huh. as well. So interesting. Like they don't really, the people aren't really going for like holistic because people, it's so specialized. Like you, you you're, yeah. you're, you're like, what's the value of having a wider reading? Like when you can hyper specialize in this one thing that's like very fashionable right now because that's right. where that's where the you know, that's where the grants money is, you know, totally. that's where you can like make a PR profile for yourself. You can come to represent that idea. That's like really popular. And, you know, a absolutely the whole thing. There's a lot of like academics who will side on as, as the same side as me on things like nuclear or, you know, this or that or whatever issue, but you're right. They get like tunnel vision about this hyper specialization and they it's, it's hard for them to sort of take that holistic view. Um, well, they're and, actively penalized for it. Yeah. If they do right. so. Look, look at like Michael Hudson. Like look at Michael mm -hmm. Hudson. Michael Hudson is like one of the most important economists living right now. 
And no, he's not even allowed to say that he's studying economics in America. Mm. He has to go to China in order to call himself an economist in an academic setting. Because the economists here, they don't recognize like the history of economy, the actual like re <laughs> the material development of like economy, you know, back to like Babylon and further. They don't take this seriously. They still built everything off of this Robinson Crusoe model, which is literally how they teach economics in the London School of Economics, the Chicago School of Economics, the Stockholm School of Economics. You're learning a model. You're learning a hypothetical virtual reality. It's no, it's completely hype. It that is like this is how economies ought to work, and it's like how do they actually work? That is irrelevant to the study of <laughs> economics. Yeah, right. I and like yeah, that's like I think sort of the the baseline is I always kind of felt like this sort of surrealness, and I think a lot of people feel that way. This sort of surrealness, especially when you start getting into academics and you know learning more and sort of rising up the the class ladder a little bit um the socioeconomic ladder um there there's almost this like nothing seems real nothing seems like yeah there's no, a real um, explanation for for things and, very no that's that also explains why people uh like are so attached like we're attached to dramatic explanations of things like we need things mm. like dramatized for us, that's how we tend to think that, I mean, that's part of our legal structures is like, the, is a dr drama, you know, the court or the way we do run a courtroom is fundamentally dramatic. You know, it's not, it's, yeah. it's our, our system of law, these types of things. Um, well, is that like, is that like the word cell versus shape rotator thing? Like, cause that shit, that shit is complete, complete, like, oh my God, it's the dumbest thing in the world <laughs> because it's like, they, what they, the, this is what it really comes down to is that uh, the only people who believe in that dichotomy are people who would identify as quote unquote uh, shape rotators. And they would do that because shape rotation to them is something that is like, uh, is like, like they're moving shapes around. They feel it's like we're doing work in like word cells or like, you know, this is uh, implying that this is like unproductive labor. They're doing productive labor. The word cells are doing unproductive labor. They're, you know, they're code guys. They're building things in the economy. And then, you know, these humanities professors, they're not producing anything. You know, that's really what they're trying or whatever. These people who like, they're not producing anything. You know what I mean? That like, they're not yeah. built, like, you know, they're not vital to the uh, mechanical infrastructure of things. That's what they're yeah. really trying to say with that whole thing. But well, what well, it really comes down to, yeah. one more thing, sorry. One no, more that's thing. Okay. it really Go comes ahead. down to is their conception of number and measure as opposed to like language. They don't take language yeah. like seriously. Uh, they believe actually language is mostly masking what is like not, what is like actually real which is like number and measure. Uh, they mm -hmm. don't conceive of number and measure as a subtype of language. The language, in fact, encompasses all of these things, that their origin is like one and the same. Like, yeah. they, they, like that is truly what is the their blindness. Yeah, that like makes me think of, what was the film we just watched? It was sort of an indie uh, documentary about the early internet, kind of what Logo was talking about before. Oh, the, the net? The net. Yeah. And there was, um, I feel bad blanking on the guy's name, but he was, he's like an older guy and he was talking about how, about all these sort of um, theories of how the, the universe started and, and sort of kind of dunking on these like uh, shape rotor rotator types where he says, well, ultimately it's about who has the best poem about how the universe started because yeah, you know, nobody, it's like, yeah, nobody can ever know. Yeah. I made a meme once, right, where it was like, you know, the uh, the uh, the priests of ancient Egypt 
you know, the uh, at the court and uh, they're, they're the word cells. And then the shape rotators are like the slaves pulling the blocks, like literally yeah. rotating shapes. Yeah, like, yeah. That's actually how human history works is that uh, the the it's not ruled by uh, might like there's they have this whole conception of might makes right. But that's actually mm-hmm. an aspirational ideal for them because it's never mm-hmm. been might makes right. That's never been how it actually works. Right. Because like the way the thing that actually puts a world together is a narrative. Like stories. And yeah. that's like you literally cannot organize people in any way without a narrative. Right. Uh, it, like yeah. a, a, a collect and that is with languages as well. Like you can, that's why it's like you have to have a language and that and narrative is like in a type. It's like because it's built off of analogy fundamentally. Mm. All narrative is like an a built off of analogies. So that and that's like extending what you can explain and communicate with huh. words you know yeah. is by making comparisons and ratios between words yeah. and then the more of that that you're stacking the more information you're actually presenting that's the art of poetry is like mm. trying to condense all of these t- this type of information into so, you know and so much of that relies on sort of a cult like a cultural sort of everyone a cultural consensus about what you're what you're building off of so like idioms don't don't make sense unless there's like a consensus culturally about what they mean and then you can kind of build off well they're also always the things like that are always changing because um like these idioms then come to mean like sometimes they're opposites or they'll be Mm. like completely misunderstood and then reinterpreted so like all of these things the thing it gets so complicated because every word also has a history every Mm. word has a history contained within itself like going as far back as you can go into like if you want to get into like linguistics they'll like have like reconstructed like proto-Indo-European and like blah, 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 blah. But they're like the uh, most fundamental sounds have like kind of histories to them as well, or like kind of connotations to them. Even uh, this is like a really good study of this where uh, this is, this works universally. So you draw two shapes. One of them has like lots of curvature to it. And then you draw another one and it's very triangular and sharp. And you ask someone uh, to name one of them Booba and the other oh, one yeah. Kiki. And yep. they like obviously key because the K, like the, that sound, it's not the K it, sound, it's sharp. It has yeah. a sharpness to it. Yeah. And it's like, why is that? How does everybody know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I love that kind of shit. I, so much of it is narrative, right? I mean, um, you know, I had this moment in my life where it was like, I could have, I was, I was sort of curving towards a career path where, I was encouraged to get deeper into coding and cause I do website work and I do, I do marketing. I'm one of those terrible people who does like, <laughs> who does marketing, but, um, you say you're a wizard. Yeah, I get, I guess so. Sure. Um, and yeah. And, and I was like, I, I don't really want to get bogged down in this like coding shit because I feel like it's something anybody can do. And I feel like the real value is in like content is in like, you know, strategy and narrative and and to basically telling stories and and that's something that like can't be replicated by a machine can write code you know websites are like anybody can make a website now the, the, it, that stuff yeah, no, has advanced like the, so quickly the, the dramatic performance of the thing is ultimately yeah. the most persuasive thing right right yeah. So like, that's a, that's an interesting segue into like Disney, right? I've been looking and I've been like reading all these tweets about, uh, about Disney now. And, and it's so interesting because this, this whole thing exploded about Disney adults. Um, Dude, Disney, I could talk about Disney for like three days. Straight, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Just, like without taking <laughs> I, bet. 
<laughs> I was looking at, all, at your tweets to see what you had said about Disney, and I was like, damn, Logo is, uh, he's gone off. Disney is one of the most, Disney is, like, they're talking, like, people are talking about, oh, like, people are, it's a religious site, like, as a defense or whatever, yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, yeah, obviously, it's a religious right. site, like, it's like, yeah. it's like the, like, that is a we, we did so the cia built disney okay like the cia huh. was involved in getting like the ability to buy up all of that land like walt was pulling that but walt was making propaganda you know he's part of the he, he was in you know he was down uh yeah. he was a patriotic american and they were like yeah let's build fucking <laughs> disney world oh man and like they used so he, he used so many like shell corporations to build it this is my one little bit of disney lore he used so many shell corporations to build it um like fake real estate corporations to buy up different of the bits of the parcels so that people didn't know that it was like disney coming in buying so they'd raise all the prices and uh, then they used the names of all those shell corporations for the shell like 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 facade businesses on main street in uh, huh. when you walk hmm. into so when you if you look at the windows and they have these business names those are real fake business names they're real shell wow. company business names pretty cool huh. That's like a standard practice in uh, in real estate is like setting up an LLC for every single one of your properties. Well, yeah, no, the LLC, man, the LLC, the history of the LLC, man. Yeah, the LLC. Think about limited liability companies. It's amazing. Amazing. What we yeah. come up with, like for legal structures to like have, it's amazing. It's so incredible. Like it's this vast Byzantine network of like judicious obfuscation. No, it truly is. I mean- so we have an LLC and like, I, I started out as a freelancer. I, I, I was like early on the gig economy, I guess, because I've been free. I started as a freelancer, like, like 12 years ago or something. Um, Cause I didn't want to be like an employee anymore. And you don't realize like you get screwed if you're not like under a business, you know, you get so much taxes taken out. So you file for LLC and you, you have to learn so many ins and outs. And it, it seems like a lot of people online, especially like leftists don't really understand what the business world is like. Um, yeah, no, they don't really know. They just know they don't like, um, they like, well, the one thing that they know is that they're not, they're not making enough money and things aren't right. Um, yeah. and they should be better, but they don't have any real like understanding of like, um, how, like, that's also true for a lot of people who like own businesses or like you know what i mean because of these like legal structures where you are like okay well um i'm going to be taxed more if i'm not under like what are we talking about tax categories like when a lot of the times when people are talking about like their class uh categories now like they're using like pretty anachronistic i think conceptions um so such that like basically um if you're not a service worker um like so we have like service worker socialists right and they don't even realize that like if they're really going by like Marxist class definitions that like service workers are like lumpens, you know, mm -hmm. like, like wait, like wait staff, like Bart, like these types of things, like these mm -hmm. are fundamentally like a different, they're not proletarians. You know what I mean? Starbucks employees are not proletarians. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like, that's not but, like, obviously um, they want better conditions in their job. So they conceive of everything in that manner, but they're not really thinking. And so they'll like, look at people who are like, running a small business or something and they'll think like those people are like oppressing me but it's like yeah you're there you know it doesn't really make sense right or they'll do the exact opposite and they'll evangelize small business as if that's somehow as like, if that's like the solution and not just right. like 
how things work right now. It's like people don't have people don't have like a, they, we have a lack of imagination. I think mm-hmm. that's like the real thing is our ma- like we have like a t- totalitarian confines on our imaginations, like in the political form of the political compass, you might say. Like Disney like stole we, it all. Well, like yeah, like these things. <laughs> that's like kind of what they did, though. Is that like yeah. they, we? That's was how we won the 20th century. Was that we? Uh, we like uh, outsourced, or we in a kind of phys- metaphysical sense, um, Amer- all American intellectual property into this like universal uh, regime of internet uh, intellectual property, which is supposed to rule across the entire world, right? Like, yeah. we're, like, you know, we hate the idea, the fact, like we talk about like China, like stealing our intellectual property. And it's like, wh- what, what? Like, I just don't get it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I don't understand it's, the, cause it's like, it's like, obviously if you have like these great innovations and things like that, if you proliferate them, then like more people will have, be able to do things with them. And then you can like make more new things. Like more people can educate themselves right. into these things it's just like don't see i don't really see the uh, drawbacks there but like we have to but like well you it's know, a that, scarce that is actually it's, it's an like artificial intellectual it's an yeah, art, artificial it's an scarcity threat to the regime though it's an, yeah. it's a it's an existential threat to the regime of property because intellectual right. property like that's the reason yeah. why we we're not allowed to be like well it wouldn't it be better like can't we just like do this like why would like ultimately ideally what would we ideally do people don't want to even talk about that they just want to be like, well, this person has policies that I think are closer to amenitizing conditions for which my form of social revolution would be most applicable. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, because it's all inward. It's all about like your personal preferences and like what boxes you want to check. And I mean, to to borrow uh, Peter Coffin's uh, his uh, Peter's idea of uh, custom reality, you know, it's like it, it's all about creating everyone's little custom reality. But I mean, intellectual property itself is a form of um, artificial scarcity. You know, it's it's not real. <laughs> like, there's there's no limit on ideas. Yeah, and, that's what and... I mean. Soul seek. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I don't believe there are limits to those. Uh, the amount of MP3s, uh, copies yeah. of that MP3 I can make. Yeah. I don't believe that is in fact limited by anything. Right. Except the, this regime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. And then it's, so it's, it's all about creating these sort of like um, enclosed economic systems where the, you know, what was this sort of explosion of creativity and human intellect. And so this is one thing uh, I was looking at a little bit, um, which is the development of like the, we have like uh, planned attempts to make uh, perpetual technological progress. So that's like kind of what a lot of our um, system is doing. Like we built a lot of like, like we have like a military industrial research science, like oriented, that's where like state funding goes. Like that's where our central planning, if there is one for like, or our like uh, infrastructural five-year planning or whatever is going on. Yeah. It's where the Vanguard is, but it's operated out of like military and military intelligence and the interest primarily of uh, national defense is how everything is pre- pre- like, you know, we built the highway system for national defense. Don't you see, like we didn't build it yeah. as a trans a, a transport system for the public good. You know, we built it for national defense in case of a nuclear blah, blah, blah. Like, and, all, know, and all this is to like prevent communism, right? Like that's like the end goal, yeah. right? It's literally, like to stop yeah. communism. <laughs> it's to preserve the regime of property, which you could say is signified yeah. ultimately by the hologram, the hologram queen Elizabeth II. Who oh strolled God. down the streets? <laughs> that shit was nuts. The hologram queen, literally, uh, Burroughs 
Burroughs, um, the uh, novelist and poet, uh, he has a, he wrote this thing um, where it, one of the lines is a the the queen is a hologram projected by the CIA. And I was just thinking, <laughs> I was like, wow, like we've we're through the we're through the looking glass. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird shit. I know shit's going to get weird in our lifetimes. Right. Hear, hearing Prince William talk about how like his parents were such great environmentalists and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> they're they're, they're like. Really what that really means is like the W the world wildlife foundation, like hiring yeah. uh, mercenaries to like patrol for like, um, for, for people like doing, um, poaching, like, because they you know, want to sell the ivory and make some money, uh, from the rich people. They're like, no, 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 no. We make the money from the rich <laughs> people by that do tourism to see these beautiful creatures. Yeah. Right. I know tourism That's such an, that's interesting. Tourism is like goes hand in hand with uh, all <laughs> Malthusians. Connected. Literally yeah. all connected. Like, you know, the Safari Club, like it's all, everything connects like infinitely in this way. That's like why, you know, the more you read, the more you can see these connections between connections, things. Obviously, yeah. like a lot of like, um, sometimes it's like, I don't know, it's hard for me to talk to people sometimes because I'm like, be like, oh, there's too many like things, you know, where it's like, well, what are like, like I can draw references to a ton of different events you know yeah. what I mean? And it would, yeah. it's like really, and it's like all of those things could also be in themselves unpacked in the infinite degree. So it's hard no, to find like the right that makes level you a of shorthand. You that know? makes you a conspiracy then, theorist. No, exactly. If you try to say <laughs> it in shorthand so that you don't have to be like the most, then you're a conspiracy theorist because you're narrativizing right. and you're not being right. material, you're not being objective or whatever. Right. Like, and you're saying like this, this organization did something. What do you mean? Do you mean this person who is like, who is in charge of that? And now you have to be answered like, fucking the inquisition you have to know right. every fucking bit of trivia and you have to it. have all the receipts and yes. then you, you seem like a crazy person because you're like look i have i have all yeah, the receipts yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like and they're like wow touch some grass what's wrong with you that's why i don't do discord i'm not doing i'm i'm getting off of twitter because there's no point in doing the discourse the discourse has been automated actually gpt3 bots have already automated the discourse it is not yeah. like literally it's it's already over like there's so no you're saying discourse. you're saying that like a lot of i mean this is how it seems to me but maybe i'm just sometimes i feel like i'm losing my mind but i'm like it does seem like so much engagement and so much discourse happens through bots robot like not real people like there's probably like a, a tiny fraction of real people actually on twitter <laughs> That's yeah, just my I mean, guess, though. I don't know. You know better than I point. do. You've you've been on well, it the for other thing, though, 10 years. The other thing, though, is that maybe people are also acting more like the bots. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think the difference between a human and a bot has been blurred to the point to beyond recognition. True. True. That's the yeah. whole point of it. True. That's the whole right. point of it. But the thing is, is that it's also like people have sort of roboticized themselves through the incentives of the platform. Right. For instance, right. Uh, quote tweeting something with the word ratio. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like right. that you're you're signaling like like that's no. like uh, like why is everyone saying the same thing? Like memes, right. you know what I mean? Like if like people are just it, there's not a lot of original content going on. Is all I'll say. Not a lot yeah. of original content. A lot of uh, like Mad Libs for I know. Uh, basic frameworks of tweets and shit. Not a Alex, lot of original content. Alex and I will like we saw two tweets that went viral this week that were very similar to things that we had we had tweeted and you know we got like 20 likes or whatever on it we're like wait a minute we're getting gifted here but you know then we we start parsing out like how is this framed what are what are the implications what is the negative space of what's being said here and like you can start to see the things that do well in the algorithm almost have this i'll tell sort you of, what 
Yeah. You want to just make controversies. I used to be, I mean, I, I, I have a bad reputation and I, like maybe I'm, be, I was, I'm rightfully punished by having a bunch of like these uh, trolls or whatever who dislike <laughs> me now, who used to like me when I pissed off people they didn't like. But then I started pissing them off and saying, you know, it is what yeah, it is. You start trolling yeah. the trolls, it's no fun, you know, and then you're getting, you know, that's how it is. That's my that history of me on the Internet. But uh, you want to just start controversies. Controversies were the best thing that existed on Twitter um, uh, back in the day. That's like what drove engagements and things was that you were trying to like engage in like act, like polemics that yeah. were um, charged, you know, in some way. Mm. So and, uh, you know, acerbic in some way, you know, so, so you have people like who are engaging with it negatively, but that's good because it's spreading it, you know, right. uh, and you want to like tread that like bleeding edge position, you know. Right. And uh, but you also okay if you fly too close to the sun, you know, you fly too close to the sun, you might get burned. Right. You might get your your account zapped. They so all get sticking burned. around. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing is, is that the real art is um, the real art is staying always, always being incapable of being uh, burned. So I would uh, liken a lot of accounts that have come and gone as the Icaruses and I, yeah. the Daedalus, <laughs> Daedalus mm. told them not to fly too close to the sun. But, you know. <laughs> It is what it is. Oh, is that where that comes from? Is that the? It has many resonances. The name that I chose has un unrolled itself. You know, when you put on a name like that, you, you're sort of also um, going, creating future resonances that you don't even know about just because this will be now associated with you. It'll be on your thoughts and yeah. other people's yeah. thoughts. And then right. these connections will start to be built with it. And, you know, it emerges like, you know. So it, right. it's amazing. Well, name, I mean, naming is a whole, a whole thing in like the marketing world. Like it's a, it is yeah, a big deal. Dude, yeah. Yeah. People are like, people like word sales or whatever. It's like literally like the sales guy makes more money than you because that's how your livelihood is actually made. Yeah. Like everyone who makes like, you know what I mean? Sales is how things stay alive in this economy. You know, people are like, but what's the real valuable work? And right. It's like, that's not the question in this economy. Right. Very, very little of it is about innovating on products. And a lot of it is just about remarketing the same thing and capturing market share. It's like, yeah. that's what most of it is. I mean, we, yeah. very little of it is innovating. You know, uh, what you said about uh, when you pick a name for yourself and you're creating future resonances, I feel like that's what we say about Space Commune is that. Yeah. Like when we, we first picked it and, you know, we were, I think we were totally different people at that time, you know, with what we were interested in. And then we went through a period where we thought it was pretty cringe and, you know, it sounded like a rad lib, you know, leftist <laughs> kind of thing. And now we're like, wait, it's cool. It's actually cool. Now, it's no, no, it's, it's coming around it's aged, no, it's like aged out of like, yeah. they don't even say that anymore because they forgot. They don't even like, you know, I haven't actually heard, uh, I've seen a fully automated luxury communism thing in a long time. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen that. They've given up on space and like they've mankind, given up on no, ascending given up, and yeah, thriving. Come totally <laughs> like they don't even yeah. have like and but they the thing is about that the reason why I think that always fell flat was because they weren't actually being authentic because they didn't want that mm. for everyone. They mm. wanted that only for themselves and for people who they recognized as worthy of inheriting that. But yeah. if you truly believed in fully luxury, uh, fully automated luxury communism for everybody as they actually are right now, then that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, I mean, that, that's something I was thinking about today is like going through all these cycles and being like, you know, so, so much of it is like people just getting captured into these like funnels of like, you know, the Chapo, Bernie, whatever bullshit, bread tube bullshit. 
it's like, how did I like get out of that? You know, because, you know, I, I was interested in all these things, but I think ultimately it's like that love for the people. And, you know, everyone talks about patriotism now, all the, the rad libs hate patriotism, but it's like, I see patriotism as sort of this, it is a love for the what people. They mean is, what they mean is they think that you're saying Republicans are cool. <laughs> the Republicans yeah. are kind of cool. I mean, some That's of them what they are. Think saying. No, oh, dude, wow, wow, <laughs> dude, crypto fash. Can't believe, <laughs> can't believe I'm talking to you. Well, they're, uh, they're no, also they're, all they're all stuck in like the the 2000s era conception of patriotism. They, no, they're yeah, yeah. It literally like the idea that they're that what they're saying has a kind of intellectual content to it beyond. Um, whether or not they think what they think it is in reference to like Democrats, Republicans, that's not true. They literally don't think of anything beyond that event horizon. Yeah. Like that is what the discourse is. It is mm. the dramatic performance of these election cycles. You know, yeah. they have their own. And um, that's I don't know. It's psychotic. Our country is, fucking is. psychotic because we're literally run by like a uh, like ARG uh, soap opera about like terrorism and, <laughs> and like and like drag queen story hour at disney or whatever and like this is these are the most important this is what's governing the like psyches of the fucking nation is this psychotic discourse yeah and people are replicating it all the time because you make money doing it obviously like it's right. an, it's like just a social it's a, one of the most insidious things that's like ever been designed in human history it's really it truly is it's like a marvel yeah Fan, it's all fandoms i mean yeah and circling back to the disney stuff and it being religion, I mean, it's funny because you're like, yeah, of course it is. And people, people are dunk, people are dunking on it because they're like, oh, it's just like a religion. And it's like, yeah, it is just like a religion. And we should say, like, well, that that means it's powerful. Like, what a what about religion is powerful to people? It's it's these narratives. It's like literally right? like the temple of commodity fetishism. You know, what I mean, you could like the, the the people think that like Marxism is like like atheistic in the sense of being um having no understanding or relation to the tradition of like hermeneutics in general mm. it, it, that because like when they say atheistic um in the west what they really mean is um liberal and positivistic you know what i mean mm. they believe in a, a form of like liberal positivism when they say atheist it's like a prescribed uh model they're like dawkins you know they're saying like marx was a darwin like he was a progressive social darwinist or whatever you know what i mean or, uh, yeah. a utopian socialist or whatever um he was an he was actually an anarchist. You know, people have all their pet Marxes, but uh, Marx God. was an anarchist. People have said that, yeah, because they say that. Well, Marx says that the state withers away, and that's the definition of anarchism <laughs> according to liberal positivism and blah blah blah. Like anarchism is really that tradition is that um is that skeptical empiricist uh, liberal positivist scientific uh, anarchism, uh, which mm -hmm. ultimately culminates in the ideology of might makes right. So kind of interesting how that that works spoken like a true china simp okay <laughs> china fucking rocks dude china's amazing yeah china does Xi, Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, dude like i i'm they're building high speed i would I, I would move there i want to go on high speed rail to all over the like they just have a, a more optimistic society also considering that their quality of life is increasing so that means that they yeah. know every single day i uh, think about living somewhere where it's like our national project is like not is like not in a state of catastrophic decline we, nope. we we're, we're yeah. bombarded every day with tons of like china anti-china propaganda none of which is really grounded in anything except speculation right. from people well, who claim to be china experts but are mostly 
ex like expats, um, like people who were there and then like had to leave and like come back. And now they're like still doing their media career, just like bashing China after, because they got kicked out or, <laughs> or you have um, the China experts, quote unquote. And most of the time they're uh, like can speak Chinese, sort of. They're like semi-fluent, um, but they aren't capable of like understanding like in Chinese internet culture, you know, and internet discourse. Hmm. So they're not really like they're 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 looking at like press statements or things like that, but they don't have that much contact with the actual people, like the culture of the the, the place and what people are yeah. saying online. And you know what I mean? Like they yeah. don't they're not in touch with the realities of it. Well, you know, so, you, you know, there's something there because uh, people could move to almost anywhere in Asia and be called like a sex bat. But if you move to China, it's like, oh, you, you want to live in an actual country that has like infrastructure and an optimistic, uh, you know, view of the future. Um, like I know, you know, with with uh, the propaganda about China, I know Congress just approved like a half a billion dollars to spread propaganda about um, about the Belt and Initiative. Pensions. Yeah, we're about to just start trying to like, we're going to look, try to find all these like ethnic resentments. Maybe we can turn them into a resistance movement. Maybe they need their own country. But, Maybe but at the, they same, need their at own the same time, so within like, within I think weeks of that happening, uh, you know, Biden also invoked the National Defense Production Act where all the tariffs about uh, solar panels being made in China are being lifted. So like on one hand, we're, you know, we're trashing the Belt and Road Initiative and the other hand, you know, we're like desperately, desperately importing these solar panels that, you know, they, they can make cheaper and better than we can in the United States. Yeah. I mean, they have to be careful because we haven't gotten full uh, great reset mode yet, but uh, they are, I think, preparing ultimately for like a war with China, probably within the decade, probably towards the end of the decade. So it's, uh, we're in a weird time, but I honestly yeah. think that um china does actually represent an existential threat to uh this regime on the level of international law because the more china becomes the preferred uh major trading partner with all of these countries across the world uh the more that they can accrue uh power in things like the un in order to uh, to hold america accountable on the court of international law i mean seeing the way things are going with russia they don't have a fucking chance with china i i guess though russia probably has their military built up more than china does but i don't know i i think the u.s is kind of screwed our ruling class i think is kind of screwed well they're desperately trying to figure out what they can do about that that's the thing but they are trying to do that because that is what they have to do in order to maintain this system yeah going forward you know to i wonder if uh if a war with china is not even i wonder if capital would even allow that to happen like i wonder if there would be something where like once we get past the point of no return that there'd be some kind of some kind of peaceful well, we takeover are war with china it's more <laughs> like a like a perpetual like war on all planes that's really how a war is cognized on the institutional level at this point is that the information yeah. war is the primary uh war so we actually are in, like, right a total information war. And what that really means is trying to paint China poorly to all of like the NATO sphere, like the EU, like, uh, like the places under our dominion, really, um, to make sure to, to, to do that. And also like with the Saudis and things like that, um, our, we're trying to use our, uh, influence 
to uh, counteract China. So that that's why, like, you know, we're invading Somalia. It's going to look differently than that. And it's like why we're going to yeah. we're trying to like um, like we're trying to like arm people to like destroy some of the infrastructure projects that the Chinese are putting in in Africa because we want to put in our own infrastructure. Like we're right. we're like the ones who are we're in like a sort of like falling backwards attempting to still be punch their weight class it's like joe biden like getting his like going into the boxing ring you know? yeah that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah he's like he's rocky six at this point he's like you know old old sylvester stallone but yeah i mean they, they offered us to be in the belt and road initiative and i feel like that was like they're offering us dude they, they a peaceful america. surrender like, they, where they we, chose america yeah. over the soviet union that's what people don't understand like the chinese yeah. like were like they liked american pragmatism they believed that american pragmatism was more in line with communism than mm. the soviet like form of like elitist social like uh, socialism that had been mm. developing as like a very sort of like technocratic institution which is actually closer in line with uh, british forms of socialism like fabians and soviets mm. are like very are much closer together than uh, the tradition that comes out of like mao you know what i mean mm. mao is very pragmatic mao is mao is uh, much closer and like mao's like uh, i believe mao's like at least talked to john dewey at some point but there was a lot of american chinese contact and things because we were helping them fight the japanese you know we like over there helping them fight the Japanese and like people like Sun Yat-sen uh, spent a lot of time in America and he was very much influenced by the founders. And you can go back even further, like the cool like flip reverse perspective here, fun cut in a movie someday would be uh, the signing of the Constitution. Um, James Madison above him, portrait of Confucius, because this is what the culture was actually like in the 18th century. They were fascinated mm -hmm. by China. They looked up to China as a model of like civilization. Like Leibniz considered like uh, China to have like he, China. He's obsessed with China. It's really we're, we're returning to the global norm of the distribution of wealth in some ways in which China is actually the like hub of uh, a global civilization. That's kind of how things generally work. Like that's what the Silk Road in the first place allowed for. And China actually ruled mm. over uh, a lot of like it was a very it was a, in, at least in its uh, immediate area was extremely peaceful compared to the uh, same time like time slice in european history so they brought that opium in there yeah we literally and we it's like basically that chinese technology you know you have like gunpowder you magnets you have all these sorts of things i like or alchemy is like a lot of a uh, taoist like alchemy alchemical stuff filtering in like through the silk road into iran and then into like islam or, or arabic things and then coming over that's like how a, a lot of this stuff proliferated so we finally get all of this stuff we go crazy with the fucking sailing tech and like the navigation and stuff, which is uh, what we generally do, uh, like Northwestern Europeans were, are like, um, I don't know, uh, I've been doing that for a long time, sailing all over the place. Very like, uh, that's like, you know, the Atlantic sphere was like always the uh, uh, sailing peoples going back into, you know, Carthage, you know, like that's how it how it's been. And so they sail all across the world. And then we get all the way back to China. We fuck it up. We like blow up the whole world. And now it's like, this is where we are. It's kind of, um, we're like back to like the beginning of a cycle in a weird way. Yeah. All this technology an... has gone all the way around. But do you think it's ever a serious suggestion? Let's say like, you know, hypothetically like the LaRouche people and, you know, they say, uh, you know, we have to work with China. And I totally agree. That totally makes sense. And I think there's a lot of people that agree with that. But is there any way that like, someone in a position of power could ever decide to do that and still be allowed to be in power 
Do you, li- I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, that we're not going to elect our way out of this in uh, yeah. this system. That's what I believe. Um, I do think that I think we're going to get out of it the hard way, which is going to be a, a warlord era, which is generally what happens in a collapse of an empire. And frankly, we're setting up the infrastructure for that right now. You could consider a warlord era to be essentially the same thing as neo-feudalism, which is what is probably coming to us pretty soon, I would guess. Like people are kind of willfully willing to existence, the like balkanization, like a type of civil war, a type of collapse of um, society into something like that. Uh, Who knows if that takes 50 years, 70 years, who knows? But it seems to me that that is what this society is like willing itself into existence. Yeah. I, I am scared to say that I think that you're probably right about that. Um, it's our form of entertainment too, right? Like think about like yeah. it's, it's reified on so many levels where it's like you have Fortnite, which is a game about survival of the fittest. Like right. my, like, you know, on this um, and like on a, an island that is shrinking resources, it's shrinking resources mm-hmm. the whole time. You're in a Malthusian str- struggle of population on this <laughs> yeah, island. Yeah, that's yeah, shrinking, and you have to get to the end and like survive on top. That's and the like resource collection too. And like, then at the same time, that game is raising money for the Azov Battalion with like Jesus you know, Christ or whatever. <laughs> it's everything all at once. I mean, yeah, what, was, yeah, yeah. what was that subreddit that uh, you found once when? Uh, you know the this the story about peter buffett and our our little oh, town the here, collapse subreddit the collapse subreddit and people went nuts about it and they they think that like they based on like some article that came out some puff piece about our city that is being run by the novo foundation they thought that this was some like idyllic place well some of them thought that others were more realistic they were like it's way too close to new york city and like yeah, it's going to be raided yeah but uh I, it's interesting how like how popular well it's kind of telling that this is how the like uh, the oligarchy think right like they're like they actually are building doomsday bunkers in new zealand yeah. like they yeah. think they they think this way this is well, how that's they what, think that's what i was thinking when we were talking before about like that they just want to they probably just want to go out into space to get away because they i mean i'm yeah. sure they they see like china and russia are teaming up and they're you know they're fucked they, you know the the western oligarchs are f- ruling class like, they're, they're fucked we, we're also like kind of like fucked on so many levels because um like institutional knowledge or like um just general functioning of society on all levels is just collapsing right like you have yeah. like like think about like the the kids who are raised on ipads and then kept out of school and then going to school on ipads and then having to wear mat and like back and forth all of this this is like completely fucked like like these kids can't read, like they're going to be in high school and they won't be able to read like comprehensively. Like you should read something yeah. like this, that, like if you've ever wanted to look into like, like junior high teachers, my aunt teaches junior high. So she, she gives me some fun stuff, but um, like <laughs> the, the collapse in uh, students, like the collapse in uh, like, say the uh, knowledge or like abilities that the average like child would have coming into school has completely collapsed. Hmm. So it's yeah. like a fundamental, it's like a very deep, like dark collapse. Like there is a, some like a, a vacuum. It It's crazy. And like, you know, I, I saw, I think you did a thread today about, about schooling. And um, I think you, you were sort of leaning more towards a, like a homeschool. 
Well, I'm uh, just position. saying like, I'm more like, like thinking of like, I might, um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, have like, I would rather raise good children than people considered normal in this society. If that makes sense. No, like your, your, your thread like, made a lot of sense, especially like the, the bullying part. And it's like, Tom, Tom yeah, I wrote a really good article called, um, you can't find it. He got his whole medium account for destroyed for publishing this years ago, but it's oh, called, shit. um, like school psychiatrists, uh, create school shooters, uh, and, wow. or like guns <laughs> don't, guns don't kill, um, kid, like kids or it's like school psychiatrists do. Um, you can find it on like archive or something. I'm sure you, if you, that's probably enough to find a link to it somewhere for anyone listening, but it's very well worth reading. And that's an argument he put forward, which I always thought was entirely correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then this thing came out today about how they're redesigning schools. To yeah. Make to them... be look like, like gears of war maps to look yeah, like, actually, isn't this so like, think about how we're can survive, it to another degree, like... right? Where it's like, where it's like now the school is designed to be a place where school shootings happen on an architectural mm, level that's... like they're inscribing th that as a function of the building so uh, now it's like we're gonna like is this it too i can't see it how it's not like encouraging it how is that not encouraging i know i know the, it's like reifying it to such a level where every yeah. day you'll be walking around you're like this is an fps map like it's yeah. meant to be used so you build the field like you know someone's gonna like it's literal insanity you know, uh, yeah, we know not is. what we do. We truly know not what we do. We're like summoning more school of shootings into reality by doing this. Well, it's, and that's like, so this is public schools, but then on the flip side of things, you have like all this effort going towards charter schools and wanting to do more private schools and de-schooling. And like, <clears throat> that's a big effort that Buffett yeah. is, is into like a Waldorf school and like, that shit is fucked too, you know? Like that is all kinds of weird sexualizing children. It's like, okay, do you want to send your kids to the milita militarized public school or do you want to send them to the, uh, you know, pedophilic, you know, Waldorf, like yeah, no, alternative like education like, school? It's like Well, crazy. the thing is, is you could say, uh, you know, if you send your kid to the Catholic school, uh, all the, all the guy, all the, you know, all the, uh, the guys now are going to at least be aware that they're under suspicion of being pedophiles already. <laughs> however, right. however, the incidence rate is actually much higher in uh, the huh. average public school and they're under almost no suspicion. In fact, to suggest that maybe, maybe they should be under a little suspicion, perhaps sometimes. Uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you how countless, countless, like, it just happened. Like, obviously there's weird people who are drawn to that position. There's also people of extremely like noble intentions who are drawn to that position. You know what I mean? So you can't just like, like assume everyone is a pedophile who like works with children or something, but right. you also can't like assume that none of them are, you know? Right. right. So like, like we don't, and like those people get protected in our, in the public school system in the same way that they do in the Catholic church because they get protected by the teachers union, which is funny because that's not something, you know, it's like, oh, so we need the union so we can protect the, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> like. So yeah, we're all fucked. No, I mean, <laughs> we're running short on time here, but I don't, I hate to end yeah. things on like such a doomer no, well, we, we, I'm an optimist uh, globally because like, I don't know, I believe in humanity. So like maybe, maybe, uh, you know, a society that's, as I would describe it, an active revolt against God, like very willfully, very like self-consciously, um, maybe they're doing it to themselves and maybe mm. 
the where you should be optimistic is where people are like willing the good in the world. Maybe like people yeah. here, there's not that many people here who are actually like willing the good. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe this is like what justice looks like to a society where very few people are like willing the good. Well, hard times make good people, good men, strong yeah. men. Right? No, I think you can escape this, uh, the grind of all of this. Um, that's basically what I try to provide to a degree. You can um, just by like coming to an understanding, I think, because then you're no longer experiencing like alienation because then you can like look around and be like, okay, like it is what it is actually. Like I understand what's going on and why I can see the development of it. Um, that's where do you want to get to? Because yeah. that's the best you can do. You can't like the idea that it's like, well, I'm going to beam my internet lasers and change everything overnight. And tomorrow <laughs> we're going to wake up and none of, none of this is going to be a problem. It's way too complicated. It's like way too um, ingrained, you know, yeah. but yeah. I think the best thing you can do is to come to a type of understanding, a type of peace with that knowledge, yeah. I think is, um, is better than, I don't know, like deluding yourself, like being like Charlie Brown and kicking all of these uh, fake, these footballs and just like upsetting yourself with uh, these uh, delusions of grandeur. Like maybe, you know, we're not destined to be the ones who, uh, you know, do the revolution. Like maybe like this is just the beginning of um, this regime, mm. you know, maybe we haven't seen the, what it's true colors yet. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, and we just, we actually just talked to our friend Emmett Penny about this, where it's like, maybe you're just some guy in history and that's okay. You know, and, and just understanding things, I think you're right, is that is the most peace of mind you can have in this world. And there are still like, try things. to do the good, you know, you, it's literally yeah. like, like literally what can you do? Like that actually will have more of an outsized impact, especially on your own immediate phenomenological reality. If you're doing acting and willing to good amongst people in your immediate vicinity and that you come into yeah. contact with, as yeah. opposed to like, what, I don't know, donating to random people's um like gofundmes or whatever um doing real good for like real people around you i think you'll actually see that payoff in a way it'll be more satisfying also to you in that way i think than you know trying to proselytize on the internet i don't know yeah. i'm pretty tired of proselytizing on the internet frankly <laughs> like, i'm not trying to convert anyone anymore i was really trying looking for an argument the whole time but i'm not looking for arguments anymore because well, I, I like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like playing the game of arguing because mm. it's not like, I will help you understand. Like, that's my framing of things. That's how I feel at this point. You're, and you're great at that. I hope you continue. I don't know what form, I mean, you're doing, uh, you've been doing these like live streams too. And, and you, you have like a yeah, podcast just, now and yeah, I've had a podcast for a while. That's uh, the read book. It's uh, it's on the website as well. Um, basically, I'm just using my Patreon to uh, fund stuff for all of the various things I do on the website, which will include like podcasts, um, more long form writing. I'm going to have an archive of my Twitter, uh, my Twitter account on Excellent. it and uh, like links to other things. And I'll probably start doing videos and stuff, um, stuff like that. So, cool. yeah, I'm just going to like I, I'm just doing content creator stuff, I guess <laughs> I'm becoming a, becoming a real content creator. You're going to become just, a YouTuber. I just really want to, I just really want to like work on more, um, like bigger things than, uh, tweets. I think I've, I'm like, kind of, I don't know. I've done, I've done tweets. I think really well, I'm going to, I'll toot my you, own horn here. I think I'm have, pretty good, Yeah. but, yeah. um, yeah, I'm kind of tired of the medium. So I mean, I'm you've down done, to start doing new things. 
I just checked. You've had 195,000 tweets. So I think, Damn. I think you've had, you've put in some good work uh, for Vanguard. Yeah. And I started to I move on. Like <laughs> the word count on that was too. My wife was running some of the analytics on like an earlier part of my uh, thing. I think it's like, I wrote like something like over three Warren, at least over three Warren pieces in uh, tweets uh, just by wow. word count. So yeah, to get, you got to get that printed out too. The whole thing yeah no no i want to no honestly i want to get rid of like a lot of them because a lot of like i've been writing on it since 2012 and my own thoughts and like it really is like a kind of spiritual uh fucking diary of mine because i could you could follow the development of my thought like day by day if you really wanted to yeah i wish know? we had more time because i kind of like want to hear more about that but we'll have to like We'll have to get you on again to talk about that because you you kind of came out of like a different sort of, well, I kind of milieu I've been all right? over the place yeah. like when i was a teenager when i was like 14 years old i was like an anarchist and i was really into that stuff and then i got kind of disaffected with that stuff and i was just kind of like a kind of normal liberal kind of guy just like kind of middle of the road stuff kind of was more interested in like like bourgeois, higher bourgeois taste stuff, you know, reading Jonathan Franzen and listening to NPR and caring about that kind of stuff. Cause that's sort of the culture that I'm from. That's like the norm. Um, and then I got really disillusioned with that stuff because I wasn't dealing with, you know, I was also like, I guess a conspiracy theorist or, you know, I care about uh, the real history of things. And, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I went all over the place. There was just like, when I was in college, I was like, uh, I haven't really like read that much, um more conservative literature i guess like more stuff in that canon and i feel like that's like kind of a blindness um so and i had also like the the like experience like had like a very like spiritual experience where i was like trying to earnestly uh become a christian um but like i had uh uh you know i had like an epiphany of sorts where like i felt that draw in my life where i hadn't before where that had kind of been um, placed onto the uh, ideal of like a revolution of some or like, you know, like, you know, doing something. But then I was like, I don't think that's ultimately like, you know, just like having a violent adventurous, like being an anarchist, like epic, like burn down things. I don't think that's ultimately going to do anything. So I had just and I was like a writer and poet. I don't know, all these things are sort of intertwined to me. And um, I don't know, I just like I uh, got pretty uh, disillusioned with uh, America being doomed. And um, I really thought, uh, Donald Trump was probably the best. If you hate the American empire, Donald Trump being elected is probably one of the best things to ever happen, which is, uh, you know, I still think that's true. I yeah. still think that's true. I yeah. still think it is because um, it's it like literally it, it gave um, a enough of a scramble to the well-ordered machinery that was breaking down of the worst, like the worst, the war system, system basically. And uh, like we didn't start new wars really during that time period. Trump wasn't great on a lot of things, but he fucked with the powers of foreign policy um, a lot just because he was a recalcitrant person who was very difficult to deal with and <laughs> and was unpredictable. So he actually hurt the ability for these larger institutions to operate um, as effectively as they wanted to, which is yeah. why we're like kind of back to the clean operation of things kind of just yeah. like behind the scene, like, like we're, we're like no one, things are just, ha things just happen now. Like, you know, well-ordered 
it, it, there's no there's no friction between these the institutions right, right. now. Right. Yeah. I, you know, some would say that he was uh, accelerated things, but actually, I think in the grand scheme of things, he actually made made things okay. He for retarded things more. Yeah, he retarded things for <laughs> for some yeah, time. Like, think of, yeah, like like what I'm like a Ron Paul Maoist, you know, like I want a president to come in and be like, I'm vetoing fucking everything. This is that like I'm throwing this is that I want him to like really like yeah. cripple the functioning of the imperial machinery because I want it to be destroyed. I don't these pe these other people are like these people are like, well, I don't really have a problem with the CIA. I just think that they should use my ideology. Like I just want to take right. power. I just want to like my party to be in power so that I can socially engineer people against their will into my my beliefs. Right. Yep. Where they, like the, they're ultimately it's the movie mob ideology. That's, that's everyone just, though. Like everyone yeah. is like this is how everyone's imagining like how things change though is like movie Bob, like Rain of, even movie, but like, and they all take it like that they're the Jacobins. Everyone's, movie Bob is a fucking Jacobin. Like movie Bob is like, <laughs> we're going to decapitate everyone who left negative reviews on like this movie or whatever. <laughs> well, that's so, uh, friend enemy distinctions. I, I used to tolerate him because he, I mean, he's so interesting how he, he says he's a, it out loud. He's a walking character. He's like such, he's like a living, breathing <laughs> satire of himself. And I love people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, had to finally himself. just block him because like his fans are just insane. They're like sick. He, he reads me. He he reads me all the time. It's like I must be like a sore in his mouth that he like keeps like touching. Because no, because he'll constantly he quote tweets me. And like I don't like I don't follow him, so I don't like get notifications. But every once in a while, like someone'll be like, will like tag me in it. I'll be like, oh shit, I guess he's re still reading me. It's very funny to me. <laughs> Yeah, I know he finds he finds people like in our sphere like repugnant. I, but like he he's fascinated. He's like endlessly fascinated. Like like he used to quote tweet me all the time. Or like Peter Peter yeah. Coffin, he's like obsessed with. I, I could be wrong, but I think he's more upset by our sphere of people, this corner of the internet, than he is with like Republicans and shit. Even though he probably just doesn't, no, under, it, probably no, just doesn't because, understand no, us. I'll tell you what it really is, is that these people have like a kind of WWE mentality of how things work. So it's like, like, <laughs> like, like they're in their conception, you're the Nat, you're a Nazbol, right? Like in their conception, in movie Bob's world, he would call you a Nazbol, right? Like yeah. that's the way he would use that term. Yeah. Um, and that means that you represent to him the like, the like WWE wrestler uh, arch enemy of of what he's defending which is the american <laughs> way so like yeah. imagine movie bob like uh fitting stuffed into his like nato captain nato like, <laughs> and and uh you you're being you're like the duganist like you have like a, a swastika <laughs> that you're using as a ninja star and you have like a hammer and a sickle like and those are your weapons and he's like he's like he's like he's like you are you are intellectually inferior to me like, and, that's, and that's what's going on in his mind that's all it is that sounds so based actually that's a, i think that's a good place for it to end someone should yeah. animate that that's good yeah i know I people animate shit yeah i might have to make that the like the collage cover of this oh my god You've been listening to the Space Commune podcast. I'm your host, Fox. 
with my co-host Alex, and today we've been talking to Logo Dataless, aka Arcam. Um, Logo, wh- yeah, where uh, where can people find your work? Readbooksvlp.com. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Excellent, excellent. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Uh, yes. I hope we can catch up. Yeah, it's more. been a good time. Uh, I-